Peggy. And I'm Dave. And this is Amped. Hi, Dave. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. In the throes of summer right now. It was warm today. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I don't know. I, you know, I'm the wife of a teacher and my, my older son is going into seventh grade and I'm always excited at May, you know, for summer vacation and everybody will be together. And this is about the time in summer vacation where I start looking at the, the calendar longingly going, how many more days do I have to have them all here? So, yeah. yeah, you've hit the wall. Pretty much. And I've hit the wall, bounced back, and now I've been run over by a truck. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear oh, that. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Mom problems, right? <laughs> that's right. That is right. So uh, we have a fun topic today, and this actually was brought to us from the community. Um, when I, I posed a question through social media, wanting to know uh, what people wanted to know, basically, uh, what what topics interest you. And uh, one of the resounding responses was people want to know what other organizations they can go to to try to fund prosthetic devices and other adaptive equipment. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about just a smattering of organizations that provide uh, individuals with limb loss or limb difference access to devices and equipment. Uh, before we start, Dave, I think it's important to to fully acknowledge that this list is by no means, you know, exhaustive, that, that there are lots of organizations. We tried to highlight the main ones. Uh, there are some small regional organizations doing fantastic work. Um, and we invite our listeners to, if you know of one that we did not include in the list, send it our way. We'd love to learn about it. Absolutely. And the, as you said, I mean, the, the, there are probably a hundred that aren't included in this podcast um, around the United States. We just don't know them all. And as we were going through a list that that um, we developed you know, the, one of the things that it's sometimes difficult to tell how active all of these are. So there were some that may very well be active that uh, we chose to leave off because we didn't want to send people necessarily chasing broken links and, or, um, trying to get information from organizations that it wasn't exactly clear, you know, how, how active they are today, even though they've obviously done a lot of great work in the past. So we, we had to narrow it down for a variety of reasons. And this is not an endorsement of these organizations versus those that aren't listed. These are the ones that uh, we could easily uh, verify and that we know are, are doing work today. Absolutely. And as always, we have included links to all of these organizations that we're going to discuss in our show notes. Um, so we encourage you to check them out. And again, please, if, if we missed one, if we missed, you know, if you work for one or if you volunteer with one or if you've researched, received services through one that we didn't mention, I would love to learn about it. Email us info at ampedlife.org. Yeah. And I think, you know, we'd be happy to also, Peggy, we can always update the show notes even after the podcast is done to simply reflect other organizations that people do bring to our attention. We can add those links, no problem after the fact so that uh, people have more resources uh, available to them through the show notes. Absolutely. So you're ready to dive in? Yes. Why don't you kick it off? All right. So we're going to kick it off with the sports and athletic specific 
organizations. And the first one, uh, Dave and I both uh, have been involved with Challenged Athletes Foundation on different levels. Uh, we've both spoken at events. We've both participated in events. Um, it's an awesome organization. They provide grants for athletic equipment and specialized training. The athletic equipment um, does include the running, the much coveted running blade that that people really want to you know get a hold of to start training. Uh, CAF is one of the organizations that does provide that through their grants. Uh, applications for their grant usually runs from September first through December first. And we provided the link to that through our show notes. Yes, uh, the great sec- organization. It's it's awesome. The second one is the Never Say Never Foundation. Uh, their mission is to sponsor young athletes through a range of sports, including extreme sports. So they they actually will work with some of the X game sports. Um, they sponsor. They also sponsor kids and young adults to attend camps, to a spent to attend different sporting events, to attend specialized training. Um, and one of the, the their hallmark events is their pirate camp that they host every year down, I think it's in Tampa or in that area. Um, and kiddos from all around the country with all different levels of limb loss and limb difference are able to kind of get down there and, and have a piratical time together and it's really really cool to watch all the photos flood social media on that um they do have an application for pirate camp that's open now um it does close july 28th so if that's something that you're interested in hop on their website and and act on it very quickly yeah and i've i've been lucky enough to meet nick and regis who are the co-founders of never say never great great guys um, really passionate about this and they've, they've been doing it for years. They do a really good job. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity, particularly for young kids. If you, if you want them to get exposure to other kids with limb loss to have a great time down in the Tampa Clearwater area, that's a, it's a great camp. And they also do, uh, sponsor athletes in, in these other sports, uh, beyond the camp itself. So lots of interesting opportunities there. And, uh, I can vouch for Nick and Regis, personally. Cool. Um, and another one is Nub Ability Athletics. This one um, focuses heavily on upper extremity uh, individuals with limb difference and limb loss, but there's a lot of uh, congenital amputee focus in this group. Their mission is to help children with limb loss or limb difference uh become involved in sports and and activities in life. And they do provide access to adaptive equipment. They have camps around the country. Uh, they sponsor all kinds of different events for, for kids and for their families. And they do a lot of really, really cool work. Yeah. And this is one that I'm not as familiar with personally, but in, in looking at their website and knowing a little bit about the event that they put on in Nashville earlier this year indirectly. Um, it's a, um, there's a lot of really good high level training. It looks like from people with limb loss themselves, limb difference who are, who have been athletes and who really know how to uh, train kids with similar limb differences or limb loss uh, so that they're getting, not, they're not only getting good training, but they're getting very practical training from people who've dealt with 
uh, the same kinds of the same kinds of issues that that the kids they're teaching have, which is uh, somewhat unusual and uh, really uh, really a great benefit if you're looking for your child to to play in mainstream sports. So certainly something to look into. And then finally, we have Amputee Blade Runners. Uh, this is another organization similar in mission to CAF, but more focused on running feet and prosthetic devices for adults and children, where CAF will, will do sporting equipment, adaptive equipment. In general, Amputee Blade Runners obviously focuses more on the running blades aspect. They have a rolling grant process, um, so they're always accepting applications. As a caveat, you have to be able to travel to either Tennessee or Georgia to be fitted if you were awarded a grant. And information about that is on our show notes. Yes, and take a look at that one in particular. When you look at the um, the grant uh, requirements, they're very specific um, and with good reason. It, it went. I won't go through them here, but. If you look at what it is that they're asking for, they're really trying to make sure that they are getting candidates who are appropriate for using a, a running blade. So uh, take a look at that uh, and, and look at it carefully before just starting to get excited and firing off an application because they, they do have a very well laid out process that to make sure that they're funneling the, the people most likely to benefit from these devices. Absolutely. So do you want to take the next group? Sure. So uh, we move from athletics-specific uh, support to more general prosthetic support. And the first organization uh, that we're going to reference is an organization called 50 Legs. This is an organization that helps both kids and adults. Uh, they work with specific prosthetists who are located in Florida, Louisiana, and New Hampshire. Uh, we have their information listed on the site, but it's a very, it's a very good program that basically is just trying to secure funding for both adults and kids who need a prosthesis and don't have the means otherwise to get one. So 50 legs. Do you know anything about that one, Peggy, personally? Um, I know some people who were involved with it and I know a few people who have actually benefited from their, their grants. So, you know, it's, I know that it's a very good organization and I know that, that they're really trying to, to gain some recognition and to increase their fundraising and to really push to get people just whatever kind of prosthetic device you need leg wise, they, they want to be able to help people. They're really dedicated to filling that void. Okay, good. Next, we have the Heather Abbott Foundation. People she may- is awesome. I'm going to take this one because I know her. Good. Yeah, yeah, good. Heather Abbott is, um, you know her name probably. She is one of the individuals who became an amputee as a result of the Boston Marathon bombing. Um, And since that that tragedy, she has really dedicated her efforts to helping amputees who've lost limbs due to trauma get the specialized prosthesis that they need. Um, by specialized, she refers to any activity-specific prosthetic device. Um, so it's a little bit of a it, – um, it's not necessarily running. You can get some, some other ones. I know she's done some stompers for climbing and things like that. Um, really, really good organization. Um, 
and the information's on the website on how to apply for that as well. Yeah, and just to be clear, I mean, if you if you go to Heather's website, uh, it spells out very clearly what, what sort of what they're talking about when they mention a specialized prosthesis, and she tells her story about how having access to not only just a primary leg for everyday general use, but having a prosthesis that allowed her to do activity, specific activities. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily running. It was just other activities or, or access to other devices really helped her in her rehabilitation. And so that's why right. uh, her foundation focuses uh, on what it does. And that's what I was really- struggling to try to communicate that you did so eloquently that it's not just, you know, that, with amputees, right? You have a leg for, for different purposes. And her organization is really dedicated to filling that void. Whereas yeah, most insurance doesn't. Exactly. It's she's, she's identified the gap where you know, insurance will always pay for, I shouldn't say always insurance should always pay for a primary prosthesis that allows you to do your general activities of daily living. But that doesn't necessarily cover all the bases for the vast majority of people with limb loss. And so, uh, making sure that uh, you you can fill the gap that private insurance will not fill. Private insurance generally does not pay ever for secondary prostheses of any kind. So that's that's the gap that she's identified and is addressing. Um, next, we have the Limbs for Life Foundation. Limbs for Life has been around for a very long time. Um, it's, it's one of the better known uh, sort of, I would say, older organizations out there. Um, it provides financial assistance specifically for individuals who cannot afford prostheses. So this is targeted very specifically at people who do not have insurance, don't have any mechanism to get a prosthesis through a third-party payer, and who also don't have the financial means to get one. Um, they will work with any prosthetist who accepts their payment terms. So they basically negotiate with, uh, if, if you have a prosthetist who's not on their list today, they will work with your prosthetist so long as your prosthetist accepts their terms and conditions. Um, they also do a really good job of using what they describe as gently recycled or gen- sorry, gently used prosthetic parts. They, they seek um, those types of components so that people can get access to uh, really good components that may have been only used, you know, uh, occasionally or, or rarely by people who, for whatever reason, uh, ended up not being able to use them. And, and then they got donated to Limbs for Life. So uh, a really good option uh, if you are strapped from an insurance standpoint and lack the financial means to get a prosthesis, you should be looking at Limbs for Life. And this isn't the first time we've mentioned Limbs for Life Dave, uh, last year when we did a podcast on what to do with your prosthetics devices when you were done with them, one of our recommendations was considering donating it to Limbs for Life. Yes, that is correct. Good memory. There you go. Um, So our next one is the Steps of Faith Foundation, and they help both uninsured and underinsured individuals with limb loss or limb difference. Um, they work with a variety of prosthetists who donate their time to fit the devices. Um, I don't have a lot of experience with Steps of Faith other than I know that they exist. Dave, do you, do you know much about them? I do not. Okay. I do not. This was the, this is actually the first time I had heard of them, but uh, in looking, looking at their website and the type of work they do, uh, certainly seemed like an organization that was um, – on the ball and and that's certainly worth uh, exploring if you are uninsured or underinsured and need prosthetic care. So again, if you have experience with Steps of Faith, we would love to hear your story. So email us and let us know. 
Um, and finally, we have the Bar Foundation Amputee Assistance Funds. Uh, this organization, this foundation helps amputees who cannot otherwise afford a prosthesis. And this one, unlike many of the other organizations that we spoke about, the application must be jointly submitted from by the prosthetist and by the applicant. Yeah, the application has a lot of specific questions and it, and it ranges from questions about the applicant uh, to very specific uh, clinical questions for the prosthetist as well. So uh, a little bit different bent uh, in terms of what they're looking for, but the Bar Foundation has been around for a very long time. Um, and is, is a, is a well-known, uh, well-known fund and it does good work. All right. So we also have organizations that focus primarily on providing prosthetic devices for kids. Um, and among those are the Jordan Thomas foundation that focuses on children who have experienced a traumatic limb loss and they will provide prosthetic devices, both upper and lower extremity. Um, and probably the most well-known is Shriners. They provide prosthetic care to children regardless of their ability to pay. They have a network of hospitals across the country. Um, and I believe that you can receive your prosthetic care at Shriners until you're 18. I think that's right. And, and Shriners has, um, it, unlike most hospitals in the United States, Shriners has a network of in-house prosthetists within the hospital who do this work. So uh, they, they, they have a whole orthopedics division that includes prosthetic care built into the hospital itself. Awesome. All right. So we, we've covered the organizations that focus primarily on prosthetic devices, but you know, when you're living with limb loss, sometimes that's not even what you need. You need other mobility equipment. So we did find some organizations that focus on mobility equipment. And the first among those would be Ability Found. While this one does not provide prosthetic devices, they do provide other mobility equipment, including wheelchairs, shower chairs, grab bars, etc. Um, so the things that, that you need for your daily life that if you're struggling to, to get it through insurance or for whatever reason you can't get it through insurance, you can check into them. Um, the other one is the Given Limb Foundation. It supports programs, adaptive accommodations, and outreach for those living with limb loss, limb difference. It does um, focus on the wounded military, but not exclusively. So while they're, I guess the heart of the organization is really helping the wounded warriors, um, that's not necessarily their whole focus. And we encourage you to check it out if that's something you think you might benefit from. Yeah. And it looked like just from the, the website, lots of work in terms of adapting vehicles for people with limb loss so that they could maintain their independence from a driving perspective. There's just, and that's clearly not the only thing they do, but it was heavily, uh, heavily shown on the website uh, as opposed to other things. So there you go. That is our, our first run at a list of organizations that provide uh, financial assistance or funding for prosthetic devices and other adaptive equipment. Um, they, these are just some of the organizations that provide assistance. We know in full disclosure that we did not find all of them. Um, there are lots of organizations out there 
who, who work tirelessly to help the community from athletic specific prosthetics to general use to children to regular mobility and adaptive equipment. Um, but we wanted to provide a starting point for people. And again, if you know of some, if you've had experience with some, or if you're involved with one that we didn't include, please let us know. We'd love to learn more about it and include it in the notes. Yeah. Well, uh, to be perfectly clear, as, as we said at the beginning, we're not trying to endorse these organizations over other organizations. Um, this is a simple matter of bandwidth and knowledge limitations. And so we're, we're more than happy if you have an organization that you know about or that you're a part of, as Peggy said, please let us know. And we, we will happily include a link to your organization in, in the notes. Our goal here is to make sure that the limb loss, limb difference community has access to a, a comprehensive list of entities that are doing great work to make sure that people with limb loss, limb difference have access to both the prosthetic devices they need, as well as mobility devices and other other uh, equipment that can help them uh, live a more complete and healthy life. Absolutely, this was a fun one, Dave. I'm glad. Yeah, thank you, Peggy. You did a lot of you did most of the heavy lifting on the research side on this one, so I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right, we hope that that these organizations can help people, and we look forward to. To hearing back from the listener so we can add to the list. Excellent. Thanks so much, Peggy. Have a good one. You too. Bye.